2: Welcome back to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. And Greg, we've had a little time off. We haven't talked in about a week, but we have lots and lots to get to. But first, happy New Year, happy 2018.
0: Happy New Year to you as well. It's good to be starting a new one.
2: Are you used to saying 2018 yet, writing 2018, or are you still in the 2017 mindset?
0: Um, good question haven't written much, uh, (laughs) so uh, as soon as the checks start rolling, I guess we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready. 2018 sounds good to me.
2: Uh, And do you have any uh, personal resolutions, Greg, that you are trying to hold to this year?
0: (laughs) Not that I can share publicly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. But he's got some goals. He's got some goals. So, all right, we'll switch gears from you to the Mariners. And we're going to start our podcast off with one goal, one resolution that you could make for the Mariners, what would you make? That's,
0: that's a great question, uh, and probably the same as, as mine. That I'm not going to show you. Uh, they need to get in the gym. They need to be healthy. They need to, you know. I think we all do it. You know, I got to lose five pounds. I got to lose ten pounds. For the Mariners, <laughs> it's just stay healthy. I think it's that simple. If they can stay healthy this year, they're going to be what what they had hoped to be last year, and, and maybe a little better. And uh, you know, I, I think you just look back. You can't. You can't ignore a fact: a, a team that used 40 pitchers in a, in a season, which is tied a major league record, and, and 17 different starters. That how that, how much that affected them? And you just can't, you can't ignore that. And if they can get back to, to, to using the guys they expect at the top of the rotation, the guys they expect through the lineup, you know, this is going to be a team that, that, that could be a contender for a playoff spot. And, and I think that's the big goal: is that the guys they got are the guys they want, and they just need to keep them on the field.
2: Right, and you just wrote about five five questions that still need answering for the Mariners, and two of those questions were: Can the rotation stay healthy? Can James Paxton and King Felix stay healthy? Because they're cornerstones of this team. Like you just had mentioned, the other point, though, the other question that stood out to me that now I want to ask you about is D Gordon and his success in center field. We know we know he's twenty nine. We know that he's just learning this position for the first time, to play it regularly in his major league career. So that, how how important, where does that rank? Does that rank above the team staying healthy in your eyes, or is that equally as important? What do you say?
0: Well, I think when you're talking questions, and I think every Mariner fan will, will probably tell you the top five questions on this team are starting pitching right now. I think everybody's kind of screaming, and why aren't they going out and getting more more starting pitching? and Kind of taking a different tack and, and, and look to beef up the bullpen bullpen this year in the off season, and I, he sees the rotation differently, I think, than the fans. But but I, I acknowledge what the fans are seeing. The, the questions that we talk about are, are you know, what you just mentioned, can Paxton stay healthy? Can Felix kind of be back to what he is? And, and Mike Leake and Osmo Ramirez be as good as they were at the end of the last year, and, and things like that? Can, can some of the young guys step up? So you know, pitching, I think, is the big question. But but you mentioned D Gordon. I, I think that's a fascinating question and one I'm going to be watching closely in spring training Uh, his transition to center field is is going to be fascinating to watch I mean this guy's played you know he's a gold glove second baseman in Florida and and now he's being asked to play center field so Mm -hmm. you know I talked to him just before Christmas Danny he was down in Miami and uh, had just worked out with Chris Prieto the the Mariners new outfield coach should flown down to uh, Florida to spend a couple days with him and uh, I think D is probably the only Outfielder in baseball is already working this winter on on routes and, and uh, footwork and, and plays at the wall things like that. He's out there every day uh, already. You know, just he wants to hit the ground running when they get to spring training. He says, I'm, I'm I'm ready to do whatever they want. You know, it was a, a shock when they first traded for him and said, Hey, we're moving you to the center. But you know, after that settled in, he said, Hey, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. You know, I turn myself into a go glove second baseman. I want, to, I want to be the best center fielder they can be. So he's an interesting guy, and certainly the element that he can bring, the athleticism and speed is, is, is uh, pretty imposing. So, you know, can he play center field? I think he's a good athlete, and it's going to be fun to watch him adapt out there.
2: I think that he is going to fill a lot of seats. I think that Mariners fans are going to come out, obviously, to see the other incredible guys on this team. But I think that he's going to draw a lot of interest in that way as well. And the other thing that he could draw interest to is where he's batting in the lineup. And manager Scott Service said that he's going to bat leadoff. And that means that Gene Segura will not be batting leadoff. But that makes the most sense, right?
0: I think it makes 1,000% a th- a sense. I mean, Gordon is a guy he has been a leadoff hitter all his life, and, and with darn good reason. I mean, this guy led the National League in stolen bases three of the last four years, and, and the one year he didn't lead, he didn't play half the season. So uh, he can run like, like anybody in the American League will. And why not put him atop the lineup? Put Segura, a good good uh, bat guy that can, can move a runner over, can do what he wants, can handle a, handle a bat as well as anybody I've seen. He's getting bat on the ball consistently. Uh, and put them in front of uh, Robinson Cano, Nelson Cruz, Kyle Seeger in the middle of that lineup. And, and not coincidentally, that would give you a, a left right, left right, left combination to top right. your lineup and, and make things tough for opposing managers when they try to match up late, late in games with, with relief pitchers. So, yeah, I, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't put D. Gordon first. Uh, he gets on base, he runs, he, he does those things. He can even bunt. He, He's the guy that just is going to put pressure on opposing pitchers. And you and mentioned fans. I, I do think fans like to watch teams that are aggressive and can, can challenge. This is what the Mariners wanted to be last year. Uh, I remember in spring training, Scott was saying, hey, we're a team that's going to challenge uh, challenge opposing pitchers and make them, make them nervous. We want to make guys on the mound, you know, worrying about what we're doing. And it didn't quite come to fruition as much as they wanted, but I think you're going to have a tough time not being that kind of team that D. Gore would stop the lineup.
2: All right, so everyone needs to pay close attention. I think that I think that first at bat, I think people are gonna stand up. I think they're gonna be excited for him. I think it's gonna set a tone. So I'm I'm hoping for the best for D. Gordon. I feel like he's he's a guy that you want on your team and you want on your side. And so hopefully that all works out. Another guy who obviously draws interest is Kyle Seeger, who affectionately is sometimes known as Corey's brother. Corey mm-hmm. Seeger, of course, who plays for the Dodgers. But Kyle has been cast in the spotlight this week. We're ringing in the new year. And, Greg, he was dubbed the most consistent hitter in the majors. That's a pretty lofty crown to wear. And you've watched him play since 2011. It's about time he got the spotlight, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you talk about Seager, that's a great way to look at him is, is Mr. Consistent. I, I, this is a guy who every year you, you put him out there and he's going he's to hit 260, 270. He's going to put up 25 to 30 homers. He's going to knock in 80 to 100 runs and play a very good third base. And, and uh, it's just what he does. And he plays. He, he's played the last six years. He's never missed more than, I think, six, seven games in a season. I and mean, he's a guy, he, he's out there. Uh, he's played way more games than any third baseman over the last five or six years in baseball. He's just been Mr. Durable there. And managers love him. Uh, there's a reason why, because, you know, you, you go to pencil in your lineup and you know who your third baseman is, you know what he's going to give you, and he's going to be a good, solid guy there and uh, and a good bat in the middle of the lineup as well. It's just a great teammate. So, yeah, Kyle Seeger, one of my favorite guys to cover and certainly uh, a big part of the, of the Mariners in the middle of that lineup. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned time. He is He's getting paid $19 million this year. It's interesting. This would have been his free agent year, and he bought out his – they gave him a long-term contract uh, three years ago, and, and now is when it kicks in with the big bucks. So, you know, he's a guy that, that is not a, he is Corey's brother, but he is a huge part of the Mariners and, uh, and with good reason. And I think you know, maybe a little underappreciated because he's just a quiet guy who goes about his business. Uh, he's not Robinson Cano. He's not Nelson Cruz. But he uh, you ask those guys who they want to line up with him, and Kyle is, is is that guy. So, yeah, I, I, Kyle's a Fun guy to watch, fun guy to cover, and soon uh, and I know the mayors love having him on the
2: team. It's so interesting to me, Greg, that someone like this, someone who's our most consistent hitter in baseball, is overlooked. There are, I feel, a couple of guys in the game who don't quite get the recognition whether or not they're playing on a team that doesn't have the media or the region that they're in, whatever the reason may be, or there are other superstars on the team who are louder, have more social media presence, whatever it may be, but something, the fact that, this guy is so consistent and so durable, and he's not flashy. I think I, – I just love the fact that he got he got the spotlight. And, again, him being Corey's brother, you know, that was the Players Weekend nickname that he took. And he's so humble. That's such a humbling mm. thing, and you don't see that in players. You don't see that in athletes a lot, the fact that he can recognize that his younger brother is is successful and he's good at what he does and maybe – there are times his numbers are a little bit better, but it's, uh, I, I don't know, I just thought it was really cool that he got this recognition.
0: Yeah, and Kyle, Kyle will be the first to tell you he's coming off a year that was was not his best year. I mean, he'd been a guy that that, uh, that consistency was a little higher level the previous four or five years, and, and he struggled a little bit. His average is down last year, and, and he got off to a slow start. He's been, he's been a traditionally slow starter, and he just usually makes up for it with it. But a big, huge tear at some point he didn't quite have that big, huge tear. He ended up, you know, his numbers were down. He's, he's, I think he's going to come to camp this this uh, spring with with something to prove. And uh, he, you mentioned the humbleness. He's a guy that that I can. <laughs> Since Corey was was drafted, I've never been around somebody who's been as proud of their little brother as Kyle, and as, as uh, praiseworthy of him. And said from the start, this guy, this guy is better than me. This guy, he's, he's a high school player. This guy's going to be better than me. And this is when Kyle was coming off an All Star season himself in in 2014 and and uh, a Gold Glove, and he said, "My little brother's going to be better than me." Uh, he he loves his little brother, and he's a big supporter of him. But at the same time, Kyle's a proud man. He's, he's you know he's willing to you know say, hey, my brother's really good and stuff, and then be that, that, that good brother. But uh, he's got yeah. a drive and a determination, and uh, there's no doubt he's out there playing ball to be the best he can be, and, and uh, that's pretty good. He's, he's I think, going to have a pretty good year this year.
2: I like it. I like it. All right, Greg, last thing we're going to address, and it's not something that's probably a popular topic in Seattle, but with the Bills squeaking into the playoffs, Greg, Seattle now has the longest sports postseason drought. Is this the year it's all going to change?
0: Ouch! Uh, yeah, not a popular topic. I think the Mariners are, are tired of hearing about it. They've been tired of hearing about their drought for a long time, and and, and with good reason. That it's not something you want to want to be bragging on is being the longest team without a playoff berth. Uh, they've been pushing hard. Uh, you know, the ownership wants to end that as much as anybody. And uh, can they do it? Uh, they're in a division that's that's pretty tough. I mean, they got the Astros sitting on top of there, and, and uh, that's a that's a pretty big climb. Uh, but I like to look at the Mariners. What I think they should have, could have been last year. We talked about the injuries. You know, they they're coming off an 86 win season last year, and, and what they thought was a better team, and things just didn't come their way. didn't fall in place with with the injuries that we talked about. I, you know, I think they're a better team now with with the additions they've made. If that pitching can hold up as, as they hope, uh, and, and if, can they be around 86? Can they improve on that? Well, 85 wins got the Twins in the playoffs last year. That's a wild card team, so. You know, we're not talking about having to to win 100 games to catch the Astros. I mean, you're talking about having to win 88, 90 to, to to ensure yourself of a wild card spot. And I certainly think that's within their reach if they play well, if they stay healthy, and if, if things fall into place as they as they should. So, uh, can they end it? This would be a great year to do it. You know, as Mariner fans will tell you, they've been saying that for a long time, and that's <laughs> the way fans are and, and the way teams are. They, they're more than ready to end it. Uh, we'd love to see that be this year. It's, of course, that would be a a fun thing. I think if you get the Seattle marriage in a, in a, in a postseason, it's going to be good for baseball, and it's certainly good for Seattle. All
2: right, Greg. Well, I think we've officially exited the offseason. We are entering preseason. We are around the corner from pitchers and catchers reporting and spring training and all the fun, so baseball fans, I think, can start to uh, get their motors running. Uh, I know I'm excited to talk to you because 2018's here. We're ready to roll, so I appreciate your time as always, Greg. Thank you.
0: You got it, Danny. We're counting down to spring training as we pass passed new year, so that, that's when I know it starts to come. I started looking <laughs> at the calendar and seeing the pitcher's catcher's report here in, in uh, February 14th, which isn't that far away, so getting ready for some baseball.
2: That's right. All right, if you need any more of your Mariners fix, you can go to mariners.com and read all of Greg's work. I'm Danny Wexelman, and we will talk to you next time.